talking with words. Welcome back to Talking with Words. You're here with Rob, David, Ryan, Adam. And we are going to watch, uh, man, I love this movie, Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988. And I didn't realize it was rated PG-13. I forgot the 80s were so weird with their rating systems. Yeah, they were. Freaks. This movie, if you have not seen it, finish our podcast and go watch it. But it's described as aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town. There you go. Yeah, I mean, in this case, do you, do you really need more than just the title? Killer Clowns from Outer Space pretty much tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, except for the fact that it does have John Vernon in it. You'd remember from... Wasn't he the dean in Animal House? That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yes. he's the dean in, in Animal House. He's the mayor in uh, <clears throat> Dirty Harry. You know, he's old. Probably dead. I didn't look. A distinguished fellow. Uh, yes. Aged appropriately. He, he died in 2005. That'll do it. Numbers again. Man, we're getting good at that. He's also the asshole in Ernest, say, or Ernest Goes to Camp. Sorry, 80s kid. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I forgot about Ernest. We need to do uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. That movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. Those trolls are naughty. David, you got... (laughs) So, yeah, and I'm not even going to go into the specifics because everything about this movie is classified as mild. Just mild across the board. Just mild, okay. Yeah. I wonder what would be rated now. Probably don't watch this. I don't know. They got cotton candy. We'll see. Anything anybody else to throw in before we start this? No, let's get to it. Amazing film. Enjoy... The music. The amount of joy you get from looking at that bag. It's so ridiculous. Why does <laughs> why does this exist? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> well, as I like to say, we got a lot to unpack in this one. Yes. yes Killer man. Clowns is nuts. I really don't know how this movie got made. It's, it's amazing. 88, fun year apparently. What do you guys want to start with? Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start out with a theory I have that I don't actually believe. Yes. There we go. Um, <laughs> so what I think this movie truly is, I think that it's based on a true story. It is the origin story of Dave, the founder of Wendy's fast food restaurant. (laughs) He was a police officer in a small town that was invaded by killer clowns from outer space who murdered and ate a bunch of people. And after that, he just said, you know what? I'm going to make burgers. And that's what he did. I could do so much more with my (laughs) life. Yeah. Square burgers. That's where it's at. So that's, that's, that's the theory. And I know, I don't don't actually believe that. Oddly enough, at the end of this, you, you, they don't tell you, but you find out that she's pregnant with his kid. It's a little girl with red hair, and that's the sequel. Named Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> Killer Clowns 2. Wendy's hard choice. And, and may, maybe maybe he hallucinated all of it, right? Like he, he felt like his town was being attacked by this new restaurant that was coming in called McDonald's. Uh, that explains the clowns. Yeah. So he killed a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this, the, the, the dark... The dark history of Wendy's. <laughs> well, maybe uh, it was the failure of Big Top Burger. Wasn't that the, uh, the yeah, joint? There was Big the Top movie? Burger, yeah. Yeah, maybe that was Dave's first choice, and it fucked up. Well, they killed the owner of Big Top Burger, <laughs> and he took it over. And when he had his daughter, 
Wendy got melted by a pie, he opened Wendy's. Now, this that, is starting that, that was a lot. Great. That was a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with, I love the goofy-ass music, and somebody else mentioned it, Ryan. Yes. The, yeah. the soundtrack that you just heard. Every time I think about this movie, that's like the third thing I think about, which that sounds weird, but it's not when we start talking about this, because there's a scene in here that I saw when I was a kid, when it was on, I think my dad had rented it, probably 90. It's the boxer clown. I've never seen that and be like, nope, I'm going to bed. It, it messed me up a little bit. Adam, you want to you start us off? Well, I mean, one of my favorite things at the beginning of this film is the crazy old drunk. You mean Mike Tobacco? Was Mike no, no, no. Mike, Mike Tobacco is the main character. Yeah, he's alongside yeah. Dave. Yeah. From oh, that was the man. I, yeah. I just assumed that when it was called Mike Tobacco, I just assumed it was the crazy old codger. No, he was that guy. His name, it was Drunk something. So Drunk wasn't the name. Uncle Steven. Let's just say it. <laughs> he does kind of look like Uncle Steven. You know what I liked Farmer, about Farmer Gene Green? Oh, Farmer Gene, Gene Green, Green okay. of course. Why, of course. I don't know. I loved his facial expressions. And I hope that as they were filming, they're like, we love that, but could you do more with your face? And then he did more, and they're like, "Go more. No, 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 more. And then at the end of the day, like he was, his mouth was sprained, and his eyes were bloodshot because he was just doing insane <laughs> with his dog, Pooh Bear, that he was chasing around. Pooh Bear the Hound, yeah. There was some serious overacting the first part of this movie. You mean... Like all the faces, of this movie. yeah, <laughs> all the movie, but it was uh, uh, Farmer Gene Green there. Oh, Gene Green, which that's how it, st- it starts. We see the spaceship essentially land and cut from Sex Mountain. What they call it, <laughs> Lovers Point or something? Yeah, some, yeah, some generic name like that. Yeah, to Mike Tobacco and Wendy going down to check out the. I mean, it's specifically the opening of the Blob. The uh, mm-hmm. the spaceship, which this is going to lead into a lot of things I wrote down. <laughs> the clown theme, the circus theme that they do in this, it's it works surprisingly well, and it shouldn't because all the weapons, everything the clowns do or use has that theme to it, and it all has a purpose as far as you want to go with that, but. The fact that they were able to get so many things crammed into this that actually had something to do. You had the whole ship's a big top, right? Then we have, I'm just going to run through them real quick, and then we can bring them up as they come along. But I got got the cotton candy, essentially, cocoons for the bodies that you suck the blood out of with a crazy straw. You have the popcorn gun that can either turn into toilet snakes or can be tracked down with the balloon animal dog. You have the little tiny bike, the boxer rides. You have the parade cotton candy sucking machine that puts the bodies up in it. Which, by the way, I just want to point out, they were very um, they were very considerate in using the loading zone. They um, were, yeah. To place all of the bodies to be picked up. So they, they didn't just have them, you know, placed all willy-nilly. I mean, they weren't just climbing around. Street. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, you had the fireman with the jump tarp at the window. You had the balloon that you carried him in and the balloon room. Yeah. You had the clown car. You had the pies. You had the pies melting the guy into a ice cream sundae with a cherry on top. You had the ball pit, the crazy straw that she drank out of, the fun house, the fire pole, the marionette boss, I guess is kind of how I think of him, yeah. uh, coming down. 
and it's essentially like it felt like video game levels like every section was like it, a video it, game it escalates yeah but and, you 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 all of this is suspension of disbelief and shadow puppets and, yeah and when you shadow when puppets. you when you decide to click on killer clowns from outer space <laughs> from 1988 you you are allowing yourself suspension of disbelief oh yeah you're saying this is what i want in my brain so yeah, you're you're allowing yourself in, and and you're gonna take all these things and be like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure, that's just how they are for tonight. One more thing before we get going here, the the intro where we have Mooney, that, I mean that had to just been like, all right, we've got you for one more day. We're gonna do a couple shots and just try and put him in the film as much as possible. And you have him coming out of the drugstore, get in the car, a little shits. Like every time he just is hating on anyone that's not sixty. His little one eye thing he does. Uh, he just hated everybody in general. Yeah, he, he was anti people. He was ready to die, except for Jack. He likes Jack. Dave. Jack. The Daniels. The, oh uh, yeah. The drink. Absolutely. He was also the only person to do any uh, alcohol in this, except for do the any. kid in the crosswalk initially. Yeah, drinking that. the drinking the beer coming across until the cop pulls oh, yeah. up and he hides and, it down. Yeah. And Mike Tobacco and uh, I already forgot. Oh, her yeah, name. Uh, we're drinking champagne. Pop in the back bottles of, in the back of his car while laying in, on in an a, inflatable raft. A yellow, a mostly inflated, inflated raft. Yeah, yeah. I thought I had a good point there with the cop drinking, but no, never mind. Ready, ready for adventure. He he, he did drink and smoke in the police station, well, which in the eighties you could smoke in hospitals. So only in the you couldn't smoke in patient rooms. It was only at the nurse station in the boardroom. Somebody should have told me that. Yeah, I was four, but I had a habit. It'll happen. Yeah, they didn't stop that. Uh, there was a. <laughs> I had a funny story about that one later. <laughs> and Mooney did have, I think, my favorite line in the whole movie when Mike and Wendy come in talking to Dave about there being killer clowns. <sighs> killer clowns from outer space. Holy shit. And his delivery on <laughs> yes. that is just phenomenal. Because you know he's going to be an old crodger. So, all right. What you got? What you got? So here's what I have. I really like and respect the clowns because these guys show. I mean, yes, they they're like killer clowns, but let's let's just accept them for what they are. Not human. They're showing up. They're they're going to do their thing. But they, as you pointed out, they pick a theme and they stick with it. Oh, they're, yeah. they're having a great time. These guys love what they do. They are living the dream. You know, I always you, heard you've got to find your own joy in life. Exactly. Yeah. Dress for the job you want. Not the job you have. That's right. And turn people into cotton candy cocoons. Or Con- trap them in balloons for breeding. That's right. Yeah, breeding. I assume it was for breeding. Of course it was for breeding. You know, we're cattle to them. Yeah. Cotton cattle. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. But they, they you know. <laughs> is, these- that, is, that, is that trademarked? <laughs> That's cotton cattle? It, it is now. I don't know. I, I really don't know where I was going with that. Other than, um, <laughs> I, you know, if, if I were... If I were a killer clown from outer space, then I feel like I, I'd be more efficient than them. But in general, I'd, I'd be following their uh, their overall game plan. You know. Yeah, they're really slow, yeah. which I assume was the costumes, and I don't think they could see out of the masks. Plus, they have no reason to rush around. I mean, it worked well, out well for them. Well, I don't think they have to rush. I mean, the scene when the uh, like the animatronic ape is outside the store doing the robotic oh, yeah. movements, and then the clowns walking. Dude, he walks up like super slow, just doing his thing. Then he kind of gets there, starts doing them. He's not in a hurry. He knows he's going to kill everybody. He doesn't give a fuck. Which, 
that brings me to another point. I liked how quickly they assimilated. I wonder if they had been here before because. Yeah. How do you explain the pyramids otherwise? The, uh, indeed. That's what this, that's what the Sphinx doesn't have a nose. Have you, yes. And have you ever noticed that the pyramids look kind of like giant party tents? If they were worn tents? down over years. How the fuck did we get clowns in the first place? Well, aren't they just fancy mummies? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like getting ants, right? You know, you leave food lying around, ants show up. Yeah. If you leave fun things lying around, clowns show up. Uh, predators, yes, it's the same. Yeah. They actually came to the planet looking for predators to battle. <laughs> They're like, shit, we took a left. <laughs> should have taken a right back there. Z- zigged when we should have zagged. Exactly. Holy shit, this came out one year after Predator? This yeah. was the answer. <laughs> this was, that was the it. answer. That's, That's why it. they came. Well, I mean, it was. Did you see the original Predator costume there? <laughs> Just a big orange uh, ant-like creature. Yeah, Van Damme bouncing around. Yeah, that was the original Van Damme oh, yeah. concept. He, yeah. he, he was upset when he realized he wasn't going to be able to do uh, Predator karate. Yeah, and his face wasn't going to be in it. He said, "If yep. you're not going to show my face, what's the point?" Yep. And then they went, "All right, beat it." I don't get to do the splits in this movie either. What the hell? feel like that predator would have been flexible enough for the splits though that would have, have been about the only thing he could have showcased there so about these clowns <laughs> they could not do the splits oh i got one more mooney Moon, man mooney was i loved him yeah he was he, was, he, he was, was such a, a piece of shit <laughs> um there's a part where he's at the police department by himself reading a magazine you don't know what magazine it is and he's like chuckling and then he turns the page and you see that he's been reading a gun article and the that that was just a nice little add in to me because this guy's so insane that he thinks whatever the gun ad was was a cute little <laughs> it, was, it was called the nine millimeter challenge or something like that yeah that was in the same magazine which you can tell he never did it because he was he was not great with a gun no he was not but he did survive korea to deal with this shit apparently. i think is what he said apparently yeah well, he, he didn't he didn't need to use the gun he uh he fancied uh, beating the prisoners up with uh, flashlights, nightsticks, and his bare hands. True. He was a really, really horrible cop. You know he's raped some people that were in the in the cells. That escalated quickly. I mean, yeah, dude. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I can't do it. Here's the real question. Do we know that they actually had jurisdiction in that town? Because their, their uh, arm patches just said, Police Department Metro. They literally could have been mall security, and we yeah. would not have known. They never really established that very well. I would like to suggest a theory I don't believe. Please do. <laughs> I think that those two cops are somehow related to the two brothers in Dust Till Dawn, and this was their original heist, and they went to a police department with Halloween costumes on, killed the police, took over the department, and then everything just went to shit. They had to ride it out. That would explain why one of them went completely crazy. Yep. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. The relation is there. Yeah. So, yeah. are you sure this is a theory you don't believe? All right, I kind of believe it. Yeah. I mean, so the, you got to be careful. It's the clown part is believable, but that part not so much. <laughs> well, <laughs> mm, yeah. And the clowns even had like fangs, so maybe. All right, I'm done with that one. Let's. Uh, so one thing I did see uh, that I was kind of thinking about, um, yeah, <laughs> moving <laughs> along away from whatever that was. Let's get. <laughs> uh, you know, you had the two the, uh, the ice cream brothers, uh, whatever their actual name was. Um, Tazaris, Corelli, the Corelli brothers, the yeah, something they. We, we you know, that was kind attention. of 
that was kind of a fun <laughs> uh, partners in crime, always arguing thing. And it made me think of the the brothers in Ocean's Eleven. So I wonder if oh yes, I kind of wonder if they were if if that was already a trope that I just wasn't aware of, or if they maybe inspired that oddly enough, you know, just well, possibility. I'm pretty sure that was the uh, Fernelli brothers from Ghostbusters. Before they died and got the electric chair. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it started Ooh. out as park hijinks and ended up in bank robberies and murders. Nice. We are we are getting some solid theories out there about this mm-hmm. film. So do you think that uh, Mooney became a Slimer? I mean, it's not totally out of the question. Slimer was a cigar smoker. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Uh, the girl clowns that they had sex with actually impregnated them. That makes me think of uh, a movie that I've told you guys about in the past called Inalienable. Oh man, go have, ahead. Have I talked to have I talked about this on I, the podcast before? Many times Not, on podcast, he has. I'm I'm just going there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would know. Go you're, ahead. You're, you're like our archivist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you so, are the keeper of the book. Inalienable. Um, I forget who all was in it, but the the main guy was um, he was in the Battlestar Galactica remake. Uh, he played the that criminal that later on becomes president. Yep. Um, I think his name started with a Z. Anyway, he. Comes, <laughs> not quite. Uh, he he comes into possession of this. I, uh, I hope the fans are tracking yeah. at this point. This this rock from space, and uh, it has an alien organism in it, and it basically it like bites him or something, and he basically becomes inseminated with this alien egg that is then fertilized by his his DNA, and he gives like his leg or something gives birth to this alien. Um, but that's the that's the small plot point of this movie. The main oh. Baltar. Yes. Yes, Baltar. Or no 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 not not Baltar. Now you're thinking of Guys Baltar was the different guy. Okay. He was he was the scientist that became president. Never mind, I tried. Um, yeah. Balto, the dog. But uh mm. so this guy or so the, the main theme of this movie is that the government wants to take this alien half alien, half human child and do tests on it. <laughs> but he goes to court to argue <laughs> that they cannot just take it into custody, that it was born in the United States and it has certain inalienable rights. Ah, uh, there it is. Ah, uh, Mac and me too. It's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> Does he love McDonald's? <laughs> I don't think McDonald's comes up in that one. But yeah. uh, Ryan, you got any rants you want to go on? I don't know about rants, but I can't not mention the buttons that we've seen in every other film. Oh, the big the the elevator buttons that yeah. if you push a different button, it the exact same door opens to somewhere else in the clown universe there. Or if you push the big button, it opens a ball pit that has two female clowns with inflatable breasts. Exactly, that are yeah. apparently ragingly horny. Man, they for human I mean, human man meat. Speaking of rape, there was some rape going on in that ball pit. Yeah, yeah, you know, which is kind of a new one to me, but. Well, you know, I live on, a simple yeah, life. On the, with, hey, with those two, you can't rape the willing. Uh, I mean, they they did have the 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 two women that had makeup almost as bad as the clowns. Do you think all that pink in the back of the ice cream truck, the goo and glitter on their face, was from the ice cream or Absol- from? No, it was from uh, the girls. Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, well, little of both. Yeah. Well, well, no, it was. Uh, those were like it was in the shape of lips. Like that was lipstick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm talking at the end. I mean, I think they probably went back for seconds after they faked oh, yeah. their death. Oh, there's no telling. Got a little creamy. I mean, and yeah. it's possible that the uh, the female clowns survived also because, as we know, you can fit a lot of clowns into that clown car. This is very true. Oh, said they said yeah. they had five the first time around. I only saw three that time. And they did go back in the clown car at the end. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, what came out was the clown car. So Lord knows what's inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. Those two women. So just because you mentioned buttons, I, I love how when our uh, protagonist, young Mr. Tobacco, uh, is first confronted with a row of three buttons and he very confidently just presses this, you know, combination. R- into random the, combination. Yeah. I mean, that, that works to open the door and take them somewhere, but he doesn't hesitate for a second and he doesn't just push one button. So it happens. He taps in a code, but every other time only had to push one button to get through there. It's the power of confidence, you know, but also I will say this for a, a clown elevator, they all had giant fingers. So what if there's just multiple buttons and they're just clumsy and they just, and well, they take their off. hands off apparently. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess they can do that and stub it. Yeah. You know, if they want to do that, just fist the doors, mm-hmm. which I would like to note that there was zero elevator etiquette in this movie. They would run to an elevator, stand three inches from the door and rush in without waiting to see if anybody needed to get off. Those are the people I despise. They they deserved to die. It might be a bit much, but they deserve to get attacked by clowns at some point in their lives. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, for realsies. It happens to us all at some point. So. Also, we haven't talked about this yet. I really liked the animated masks. Uh, reminded me a lot of Gremlins. Yes. The little, yep. you know, motions they did. And the. And I think that's why, I think I read somewhere that they couldn't see. I think it's the masks that were animated you couldn't see anything out of because it was just the mechanics in it. Yeah, and, it, it gave them all personality. It, yeah. it, it really, it, 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 that's what made this movie, like that's what makes, makes this movie rewatchable is, is that like, it's not the acting. It's the fact that these clowns are so fucked up, but it's like, Ooh God, this one's a little bit different. Yeah. They all have different facial features and shit like that. Yeah. And I am very disappointed that the one outside of the big top did not get to use its large croquet mallet. It looked like a, sledgehammer kind of yeah. thing for the little girl. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just wanted to see how that turned out. I was expecting a spring loaded hammer. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? With the, 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 the box, glo- and the glove that comes out of it on the Joker uh, style. Yes. That's what I want. Yeah. I, li- I like the attack balloon dog. Yeah. So, so that yeah. was, <laughs> that was one of the things I want to say is it's like when they wanted to track down the humans who have, who have escaped the guy, you know, the one clown forms this like shitty little, <laughs> Fucking balloon, it's a balloon dog. animal dog, and it's like it's like tracks of down. It's like perfect. It's so good. The best way to retrieve her. Ah, uh, yes. Oh. Three points for David. <laughs> Thank you. Also, when the uh, when the one clown comes back with the boxing gloves and uh, fights the the biker, like that whole that whole scene is pretty epic. The biker smashes the clown's bike. Yeah, and it's all like. And then it like jumps out of frame. Like the continuity is shit, but it comes back and all of a sudden it has like boxing gloves on. And well, it jumped up in the air. Yeah. And then just fell back down. But like slightly off screen. All you saw was like peripheral view. Yeah. Like, and then you hear the actor like, where did it go? And it's so crappy. And yeah. then it's just there in the next scene. It's so shitty awesome. I like the big guy's delivery and everything he said. Biker heavy. He wanted to come out and play with. Imagine that happening to a. A 1% biker gang, they would have just broken his legs and that would have been the end of it. Can, yeah. I help, can I ride your bike? This is another one of those assimilation things, which makes me think they've been here before, is he has the gloves, and when he falls down, like, put them up. Okay, that's English, and that's appropriate to what you're doing. So that's that's another one of those. There, somebody else said something else also that was the same kind of clearly an American slang term. So, yeah, they did the pyramids. I thought it was uh, in one of those first opening scenes, like where he's delivering the pizza and he shows up with maybe that's uh, flowers or balloons or whatever, and like nobody second guesses the fact that a 
goofy looking clown has randomly showed up with a gift at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. What, it come out at this point? I don't think so. I feel like it was... It was 90s, wasn't it? The, the 91, book, 92? The, well, the book had. The, novel, the book was out, movie. but the... Yeah. No, the movie was 91, 92. This is before we started hating clowns and being deathly afraid of them as a culture. Shh, he's right there. Look at me. He's hiding his face behind he his is. He's ashamed of his... It's actually not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh... One thing I appreciated about these clowns was when they show up at the girl's house, you know, and they're, uh, first off, they're the, the popcorn monsters that are attacking her in the bathroom. Yep. And she runs out. Here's, uh, here's a voice at the door. She opens it. There's a clown. Runs back to the window. And there are, I think, three clowns standing there very helpfully holding a little tiny trampoline yeah. in case she decides to With fireman out. helmets on. The little yeah. plastic kitty fire helmets. Yeah, it was very conscientious, you know. Yeah. And when she went to the door, she went because it was using uh, Mark's voice. Yeah. Mike's voice. And when Mike you opened to, it. Mike, Mike Tobacco. Mike Tobacco. It was the clown. It was it was pulling a uh, T-1000 on her. I like to say a Freddy Krueger because uh, I'll, mm. I'll predate that. Sure. Saying. Sure. Yeah. 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 It definitely was not a Santanico pandemonium. No, it was not. <laughs> Although we did get to see her feet. They did do a, a, a gratuitous foot shot in this. It's true. Yeah. We also need to talk about the best scene in this entire movie is the ventriloquist scene with with John Vernon. Not going to make a dummy out of me. That's right. Not going to make a dummy out of me. But the best part is, is John Vernon has been kind of terrorized by this clown for, you know, the, the 10 minutes leading up to this in, in various cuts. But one of the best is when they have this uh, ventriloquist scene, which is great anyway, but then the end of it is the best part. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. It's when, the ventriloquism is done. John Vernon kind of falls forward, and this clown just kind of like rips his hand out of the back of oh, John yeah. Vernon, covered in blood. Yeah. The sound effect yeah. is amazing, and then he just goes Whah! and just whips the blood off his yeah. hand like he's just done with John Vernon's character. Ah, it's so priceless. It's the best part. And you know they kid cut, and Vernon was like, "Fuck you guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> I've got real movies to to make." <laughs> I'm officially gone, Vernon. Oh, yeah. And I think between that and the when they're inside the cocoons, that was real only blood in the whole movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they tried to bite the girl in the bathroom with the little tentacle clown things, but well, they when, just also tore the up guy, her sweater. When the uh, boxing clown knocked the guy's head off. Yes. There was some blood there. Yeah. Which it was just static blood. It wasn't. There was no splatter or anything like that. It was. True. It was just a dummy head, and that body collapse was phenomenal. Yes, that was uh, a good one. <laughs> just like the miniatures at the end of the movie, um, the the truck and the all that fun stuff. When you shoot a clown in the nose, they blow up apparently. Which the first one and the last one turned into like big crystal spinning things. The other ones just kind of turned into like green glitter. So I guess you got to be a badass to crystal. Blow. Yeah, there, there's a hierarchy of clowns. You know? <laughs> yeah, I heard it too. <laughs> th- think about it. The first one, the first one he kills, is uh, that's the one that's off doing its own thing. You know, most of them are working in groups because they cannot be trusted to go off and uh, cause havoc alone. But that one is going into the into the station, letting itself be handcuffed, leaving just, footprints all over the place. Yeah, just completely messing with these people. Doing a great job of it, by the way. Um, you know, this guy's a master of his craft. And so that's why when he dies, he turns into like a weird spinning energy top. And yeah. That's how you know they go to Clown Valhalla. Yeah, and then the final one is, 
you know the uh, he, he died well the giant <laughs> the giant clown yeah uh, so he also even though he doesn't really do much that we see is clearly uh, a very accomplished member of the clown community yeah who has earned the right to turn into a spinning energy vortex which yeah. well, let's let's talk about that before we get into the end scene anybody want to throw anything else out here during the, hey, the real, film yes real quick for you the, the fun house the jail scene the two punks that are oh, in yeah. the jail yeah okay i might have like gone to take a piss during that but like what happened to those two guys because i know that like like I come back and there's John Vernon being ventriloquist. They like, were in cotton candy in the cell. Okay, I knew yeah. one of them was, but the other one. At, the, at one point, he, like he goes, um, Dave goes to check on the one in the corner, and when he pulls off and you know we reveal the bloody face, the other guy's arm yes. falls out of one that's like stuck ah, to the ceiling. That's what that yep. was. Okay, yeah, that's okay. his arm falling out of his cocoon. All right, that's what they get for asking the uh, obvious question. What are you in for? What are you in for? Uh, after after the clown's been hit in the head by the flashlight, head spins around and he pops up. Yeah, it spins around. Pops up, spins, and then he grabs him, Mooney, through the rails and knocks him out on the cell door. I don't know what you are, but by the end of this night, um, something. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He said he was going to kill him. He said he was going to kill him, or yeah, get your number. Because they always had those dumb. I think he's like fifties saying. I mean, he's, he he got progressively more aggressive. Well, he was going to shoot the punks drinking wine and making out in the park. Well, I, I assume mean, they're making out. <laughs> I didn't actually say that. that, that, movie. Oh, hey, that you that, can, that, you can be hopeful. That, that, was, against, that was against park <laughs> rules in the eighties. Uh, apparently it was, I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of musicians got busted for that. Also, how does this town <laughs> have, have t- like, just two police officers, neither of whom is really at all qualified. Well, to the sheriff was out of town. Yeah, they said that. Oh shit! I didn't but know it also that. based yeah. based on those two characters that he arrested, they said they were walking back to campus, right? So this place also clearly has either community college or some sort of university. Well, it's definitely community college. Yeah, but they've got. I mean, how is it supporting this? There, there seems to be nothing else there. You know, none of the. Uh, we love our community colleges. None of the infrastructure to support that. That drugstore does a lot of business. Probably. Yeah, with its white cans and black beer labels. Yep. You know? It's unlabeled foodstuffs. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, the clowns were, uh, they did purchase everything they took from the drugstore. They didn't steal it. They did put it up on the on the, the counter. And it was like Flintstone vitamins and things like that. Yeah. It, it, was, was, it was all goofy stuff. Was there was there any kind of like reasoning for any of that? Did they, was that expounded upon at all? Well, so when, when you're, or was this just like clown being like consumerism? Well, if, if you're if you're driving, you know, cross country, right? You stop at a gas station, you That's get true. Your, your gas. You're yeah. also going to grab some snacks. So they they stopped on Earth. They they got some bodies encased in cotton candy, but then All they right. also got their Flintstone vitamins. Okay, and you know, I think that's a good point because gas, gas station OTC stuff that you need. Yeah, yeah. For, well, they, they, for the they, next they, leg of the trip, <laughs> you definitely don't need, but you can't help but buy because it's there. <laughs> Ooh, well, you never know. You, you might have little clowns running around that are going to like scrape a knee. You know, like little idiots. You know, it happens. And you got to keep their bones strong with Flintstone vitamins. That's right. Yeah, which that that's a good point because the guy did do one of the things we talked about a lot lately. Is he told you exactly? what the clowns are doing. So like, well, maybe they're here for this. Maybe they're here for that. And he goes, well, maybe they're just cruising around the galaxy and stop for a bite. And it just, they take that minute to go. Yeah, that's it. That's you, the whole plot of this movie. You got to love the exposition dump and pause. Yep. And I'm assuming that if you go with that explanation, 
It makes more sense of why they were slow in getting snacks is they were all just high as hell cruising the galaxy. And they're like, man, I am, I'm starving and I'm thirsty. That one guy was clearly high because he went in there and like didn't offer anybody else any. Went in there with this crazy straw and sucked some blood out of, I don't know, somebody. Yeah. And did you notice he, he chose one that was just in the middle of the rack? You know, hoping nobody Inconspicuous. will notice. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that little bastard. He's done this before. I was thinking he's like Rocket Man. He's the guy that stays awake when everyone goes cryogenically frozen, whatever. And he eats all the food, you know? Yep. I'll take that. He uses it to paint the ceiling. Yeah. Paint yeah. the mural. Was it me? Oh, the shaggy defense. What else are we missing here? Did we did we mention the uh, the the theme song? We did talk about that and about how amazing it is. I tucked it in here in the beginning. I'm talking in future past tense. Future, yes. Uh, ings of ed. Indeed. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. That's the one. All the clowns sounded like Jawas. Jawas. Yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> Please was, do that again. That? <laughs> <laughs> Practicing that for decades. Awesome. It's my one skill. I think you woke the dog up. There's no droids here for you. Sorry, that's trademarked by Lucas. We're going to have to pay him now. Someone pay Lucas. Chris, fucking pay Lucas. Chris, get it. All right, so they had, I think this is where they spent all their money because it's a lot of different hallway shots and things like that that they didn't need. They could have reused from different angles and stuff. You reuse the entrance. We reused the candy, the cotton candy room. The elevator doors. Elevator doors. Um, but then you had like four more, five more little sets that they had. And then you had like the matte painting uh, that Adam was talking about in the beginning. And then you had, I, I, it looked like the fish with the light on its head. Um, yeah. Yeah. Football fish. What is that? Like a it's called lurker. a f- football fish or, or something. Football fish. But you could or, tell that it was like something up close to the camera and yeah. it just made it look like they ran out of it. Yeah. The force perspective. Yeah. Is, like is it, the end. Is it an angler fish? Angler. Maybe that's what yeah, it is. Maybe that. Angler, they play football, right? Uh, you know, I think for the f- fucking Packers or something. <laughs> you know. Well, they did crawl out of its ass or into its ass, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. And for all the listeners, this is the point where we did not veer off and talk about fish for 30 minutes. You're welcome. Yep. Man, speaking of fish, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Oh, I'm sure you have plenty of tails. I have so many fish tails. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end... Uh, they had the, and I'm trying to remember which movie it makes me think of. I keep going back to King Kong, but Little, it's probably something different. Little Mermaid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Under the sea. And all the all the clowns are, they've got them forced up onto this, I don't know, stack of trapeze shit. And then you hear the rumble of, you know, the King Clown. And they all just kind of dissipate. It's been done before. I can't think exactly where I'm, where I'm pulling it out of, but. So the first thing that comes to mind for me uh, that's similar to that is in um, uh, The Lord of the Rings when they're in Moria. That's it. That's and it the Balrog starts to show up and all those orcs just disappear. Yep. Yeah, they, they get That's what it. it is. Nailed it. I, mean, I should have just said Lord of the Rings and you would have been there. You fool of a took. <laughs> One simply does not walk into a clown car. <laughs> you no. lube yourself up with ice cream first. One doesn't. 42 do. <laughs> Anything else we got? No, that was just a, uh, a really fun, really fun movie. And they've been talking about doing a sequel for 20 years, I think. It's still on the table. 30 at this point? <laughs> well, just I about. think the first 10 years, people were like, that's bad. And then everybody's like, oh, that's bad. Good. And then they started talking about, because you've got like killer clown conventions and stuff. Yeah. And things like that. I've got a little, the boxer killer clown is on my bookshelf that 
what? somebody gave me. Let me ask you this question. All right, if we were going to cast and and choose, oh, yeah. choose a director for the sequel, the epic 2024 sequel to Killer Clowns from Outer Space, who do we want as the protagonist? What 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 kind of is our aim and possibly who is our director? Okay, well, let Can, me throw this out first. All right, go, 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 go. Here's what I think. I think the plot of the new one needs to be humans have traveled to space and found the clown planet and the clowns are now pacifists and are not ready for human humanity's <laughs> revenge. All right. And you've got, so you've got the ship that travels there, the captain played by Terry O'Quinn. He's not a nice guy. Oh man. The, uh, I'm in the main, our main protagonist who is part of the strike team. Doesn't want to be a part of it. Paul Dano. Um, Sorry. <laughs> 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 I don't, I don't know where she fits in, but Michelle Rodriguez has to be attached to this somehow. But oh, she yeah. has to get really angry at everybody and die like within the first 10 minutes. Like she has to be like the admiral that like controls things or something, you know, doesn't have to be like an, an on the, you know, on the surface role, but definitely like I'm mad at you. Do what I say kind of role. And she has to have no sleeves so we can see the muscles and look like she just ate something incredibly sour the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think that would sell it. Yeah. And then obviously I was going to throw Casper Van Dien out there. Good throwback. As the medic. <laughs> and I think just for just for shits and giggles, <laughs> you throw Morgan Freeman in there as the clown but with no makeup. He just walks up. I mean Morgan Freeman could play anything. So I remember your planet. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cox has to be like the evil clown maybe. Like uh just just get him in there. Just the voice, and then him made up as a clown with a bunch of CG. I just want to know what other circus clown gimmicks you could put into this, and if you have technology from now where, can, I mean, you can do anything on a computer, make it look halfway decent. How much further you could go with, like, there's the one scene where he's just sprinkling popcorn in the dumpster, and then the guy gets yanked in. His is one moment on, on the screen. How how much farther could you go? with today's technology. Like if they went to that planet, I would think there would be a lot of trapezes between buildings. Oh, definitely. Uh, a lot of, a lot of high rope wires to walk across uh, a lot of hoops of fire. Perhaps I could see clowns. Like, like if you were, if you lived in like a clown condominium that was like 7,000 <laughs> stories tall, you would just walk off your ledge, fall way down below, like bounce off of one of those giant nets and just like, like well, they can jump but, really but high. Wouldn't you have to call it a clown dominium? Yes. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Trademark. Uh, yeah. Missed that one. Swing and a miss. But you would like out on the way back up, they would just not miss stride and just like up to the next ledge. I think what we're talking about is the Jetsons. Fucking killer clowns too, dude. Shut up. All right, no. I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, right. trapeze lines everywhere. For sure. And Christopher Walken. Somewhere. I don't care. Just, he needs to be in there. Actually, he needs to be... One of the guys that got taken in the first movie when the first spy tent came that we didn't see. And he was a baby. And now he's grown up on the clown planet. So he knows the clown language. He knows their society. And he teaches us how to become one with the clowns. David, you got something to say? No, I'm just sorry. I'm just imagining, <laughs> I'm imagining the, the alternate plot for what I was talking about, which is like this, this ship shows up. Christopher Walken comes out. And he's he's here to teach us, and he's wearing their like little clown suits with the the boots and everything. I, I think we just got ourselves an Oscar winner. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Who's 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 directing? Darren Aronofsky. Is it Michael Bay? Uh, it did have fireworks. <laughs> yeah, lots of fireworks <laughs> at the end there. Well, I'm going to say on the count of the feet. Tarantino. Tarantino or Robert Rodriguez together, yeah. maybe do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I want this. I want this to be a masterpiece. You know, we need we need someone who's going to spend a lot of time on it. So Stanley Kubrick. Oh. Or George R. R. Martin. I mean, he spends 60 years on one book. <laughs> he spent 60 years on one page. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's ever... He's written screenplays. I don't know if he's ever directed anything. I don't think so. Well, he probably has been, but we won't know for another 15 yeah. Yeah. years. <laughs> he's been working on it. <laughs> Funny thing about him, uh, in the, the uh, show that I mentioned during our last discussion about zombies, yeah. uh, he's in an episode of Z Nation. Like They go to this place uh, that's like a... George R. Martin like, is? Well, yeah, I think it's a museum. And in one of the rooms, it's a zombie George R. R. Martin sitting at a table as if he's at a convention with a bunch of copies of The Winds of Winter, uh-huh. like as if he's ready to sign them. Yeah. And, and I looked at the cast list after I watched that, and it was actually him. <laughs> <laughs> so at least he's got a sense of humor about it. That's fantastic. Yeah. But Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love that line. All right. Well, I guess if we got anything else, we're going to do a couple podcasts on subjects. Please send us subjects. Send us ideas. Send us questions. If you're listening to this, have a good day. Man, what a nice guy. These clowns could be coming, so it may be your last. That's true. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. This is Talking With Words. You can listen to more at robgilchristbooks.com. Go to anchor slash robgilchrist. I'm posting stuff on Instagram and Facebook every other day at this point, we've got, do we count how many episodes we have now? 33. 33. Released. 33 released. 67 in the tank because I'm lazy. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We, we missed it. Uh, we missed doing 28 episodes later. Oh, man. All right. I'm, just, I'm disappointed. I'm going to delete six of them. <laughs> Please do. Why don't you just record that podcast as 28 pods later? <laughs> A retroactive oh. 28? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these people are smart, but, you know, are you banking on that? They're not going to check. No, dude, they just love you. You listen to this more than anybody, would you check? No. Yeah. No, I like, uh, no. I love listening, but research, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Analytics? No, 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 no. I I just want to laugh. I don't do numbers and words. Yeah. All right, thanks, everybody. Are we recording?